Welcome to Not Meddling, Just Mothering, a podcast geared to bring encouragement and hope to mamas struggling and contending through the many issues of parenting adult children. We're Missy and Asha, and we're discussing different topics mamas face when their kids grow up. We don't claim to be experts, but between the two of us, we have more than 50 years of experience parenting. And now that we've embarked on the ultimate season of mothering, adults, we recognize that it may have been beneficial to have some of this knowledge beforehand. So with a heart to help, we started this podcast. The foundation of our mothering is the Word of God. Here are three verses we're going to stand on for this podcast. First, Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they shall not depart from it. This is truly applicable, no matter how old your children are. Next, Proverbs 31, 28, 29. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. This is something we all would love to hear from those we've raised and our husbands. But truly most important of all is knowing that children are a blessing that God has entrusted us with. It says in Psalms 127, 3 and 4, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. These verses help us to remain faithfully anchored, especially when facing trials and pushback and feeling unappreciated and sometimes even dishonored. Listen in to what we have to share today. Hi, Missy. How are you today? Hi, Asha. Doing great. That's how are awesome. You? I am doing well, too. You've um, been on a long trip. I have got back, let's see, like five days ago, but it feels like I've needed these five days to recover from that trip, which is kind of interesting. Plus, my husband came back and he just went to the doctor and he's on some antibiotics and hopefully you'll get over it pretty quick because it's the worst to have your husband sick, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. My husband actually said the other day, I'm like your fourth child. I was like, Hey, if you see it, I didn't yeah. have to say it. <laughs> if you recognize it, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know. And then I told my friend, I'm like, hey, at least I didn't get any stretch marks from having it. <laughs> the other three left my body a mess, but that one. That, that was, was a, that's a plus, right? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so how about we go ahead and talk about our wins this week? Do you have a win? Yeah, I just... I think a win for me is just that I realized because I was I was trying to make a calendar or not really a calendar, but kind of map out some responsibilities that I haven't finished yet, like my taxes. I got an extension on my taxes for this year and I started a new part time job this week. So I was putting on a whiteboard all the things that I needed to do. And I realized that with my adult daughter, I put her on my day because I'm like, oh, she calls me every day, like around eight o'clock in the morning, right after the baby wakes up. And then we talk or she's walking, you know, walking the baby and we talk about whatever. And I was like, 
oh my God, praise God, because, you know, two or three years ago, if you had told me every day your daughter, your daughter's going to call you, not you're going to call your daughter, but she's going to call you and just, just talk. I would probably say, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that we're, we could ever heal to that point that we would talk every day and that she would be the one that chooses to speak with me every day. So it was, it was kind of nice, refreshing that, you know, I'm building up my daily schedule that I could put that in and it's, it's going to go away because she starts, you know, nursing school, as I've mentioned before soon, but it's just been a blessing, you know, while she was home with the baby that we could spend time together in the mornings talking. That is awesome. That is a good win. For me, it's a funny win. My youngest son was up really early this morning. I was in the shower and he's knocking on the door and he's like, mom, I need to leave. And I'm like, okay, I'll hurry up and get out. So I get out of the bathroom and he's coming in and I'm like, what are you doing? He says, I'm going to church. And, he's, and well, my family and I, we haven't been to church for a little while because of what happened in April. So I just, I don't feel comfortable going to church right now. And so I said, oh, I miss going to church. And he said, well, mom, you should go. And I started crying right there because I felt sad that I was missing church. And But then I felt a kind of a joy in my spirit because I'm like, my son hasn't been affected to the extent that I've been affected and he's still going, you know, he's still going to church. He's still contending. And I was just like, that's so good. That is so good. A few weeks ago, he's like, well, it looks like I'm the only one in the family that hasn't backslidden <laughs> because, <laughs> because we haven't been able to find the right church. And then just, I, I don't even want to go because just going in, just brought back all kinds of stuff. So I'm just so glad that he has not been affected and he is still contending and he's still trying his best and getting up early, which typically on an even weekdays, he doesn't get up early because he works in the afternoons. So he wakes up very early on, on Sunday morning and he and his girlfriend go to church. So that's just uh, a win for me, for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's good. So today, I thought maybe we could talk about helping each other out as moms. And the title of the topic today is going to be help a mama out. <laughs> I was just thinking about how we can get into a routine. And then especially if we have things going on in our own lives that we just get into this routine of focusing on our own family, of our own issues, and we don't look outside of ourselves and see that there are other people struggling around us and aren't able to help anyone out because we're just so focused on what we're doing or what our family needs. And sometimes, a lot of the times, it is such a blessing and a help to be able to pour into somebody else, even though you feel like you're empty. It seems like when you're pouring into somebody else, the Lord is pouring into you at the same time. So you're able to do that and you get refreshed. The scripture that I have that kind of confirms that is talking about how 
we are refreshed when we refresh others. Proverbs eleven twenty five: a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. So sometimes when we feel like we are struggling and we're having a hard time, we should take that time to refresh others because then we have that promise that we're going to be refreshed. And not only that, but the golden rule is do unto others as you would have them do, do unto you, right? Yeah. And that's in Luke, found in Luke and in Matthew. Well, one of the things with that, though, is that some people, I like the mindset of refreshing others, checking in on them versus like using it to compare yourself. Because, you know, like when we were kids, our parents would say, eat all your food because there's little kids in Africa that are starving to death. And it was like, oh, well, compared to them, I'm better off. (laughs) And so, you know, I've seen people in life, you know, at this age of my life, where it feels like they're just checking in on you to remind themselves that they're doing fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm not having that problem or, you know, that sort of thing, or to see if you're still having that problem that you used to have with your kids, your adult kids. And, you know, instead of actually refreshing, they're just doing in a comparison game. And mm-hmm. in that way, I don't, I don't see that that would be as beautiful and as positive if that's some people's mindsets. Right. Yeah, Have you that, ever felt that where people are like, hey, are you still having problem with that one that's doing these bad things? You're like, actually, right now we're God is healing. God is blessing. Oh, OK. No, thankfully, I have not. And <laughs> that's good because I, I have I have not had that in my life. Um, anyone do that. So that's interesting. I hadn't even thought about that, though, Missy. But yeah, there are the motives that need to be right before you do something like that. Some people, and you see it all the time, they like to show what they've done. Oh, I helped so-and-so. Oh, I gave someone a car, you know, one of my old cars or whatever. I gave it to them. And, you know, yeah, I get that. The motives have to be right in your heart. Another scripture that I think was something that, motivated me to, to this topic is Galatians 6 2 carry each other's burdens in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ sometimes it feels like it's so much for us to even carry our own burdens but the word instructs us to carry each other's burdens so it's not necessarily true that oh I'll tell Missy everything that I'm going through even though with us it kind of it kind of does work this way. We, we share each other's burdens, but sometimes we'll share somebody else's burden. We'll carry their burden and then somebody else will carry our burden. Do you know what I mean? It's not necessarily a two-way street. Sometimes one person will carry our burden and then we'll carry somebody else's burden. So, But, but that only works when you are transparent yes. and open. Because if you, if you love that feeling where people come to you and maybe you solve problems or you throw money at their problems or you, you've got the answer when they don't know where to turn, if you don't in turn share your need either with them or somebody else, whether that need is emotional support or, you know, just 
just help, all kinds of help, then I think you're you're not really in a friendship. You're kind of you're kind of in a spot where you're gathering favors. You know, yeah. like people are going to someday owe you, but you have gathered all mm. these favors because you didn't share back. That's interesting. Right? And, and I think, especially when it comes to our kids, the world tells us like, be careful what you tell other people because then it looks like your kids are having problems and that might be your fault. So a lot of people won't share what their children are going through and how it affects their lives. Yeah. You know, so that everything looks smooth and comfortable. Yeah. But and then if- I think also another reason they might not share is maybe because of what you were saying earlier is like, oh, well, do they just want to know so they know my business kind of thing? So that kind of keeps people from sharing too. So I think the authenticity of relationship is a must. You know, you have to be authentic. The motives behind your actions, the motives behind uh, what you are saying to people. Sometimes too, it's the opposite is that you just have this personality where you want to help people. And sometimes everybody sees that and they'll come to you and they'll come to you and then you're overloaded and you can't carry everybody's burdens. And so then you feel like you have to do it, but you're struggling yourself with it. And right. so I see what you're saying that you have to be able to give to them as well. So it can also not just be out of, of something that you're, you're trying to find out the dirt and stuff like that, but it can also be almost a pride thing where, oh, I help. And it's not necessarily like you're wanting everybody to know you, you help a pride thing within yourself that look at, look at me, I can help and I don't need anybody's help. And I don't have those problems or it's a little bit prideful actually, but even if it wasn't meant that way, where sometimes in life we're like, well, I'm in ministry, so people expect me to have my life together. So they can come to me with their burdens, but I'm not going to share back because I don't want to discourage them or to make them think that I get down in the dirt, you know, the same way. So that my family doesn't have those problems because we love Jesus. And so everything's going good and I'll just be here for them. I think that's something, you know, we as humans need to be careful for, especially as Christians is like, as you grow in your leadership role, if you're not still transparent, then all of a sudden it's your way of hiding that life is hard, you know, and, and then maybe not sharing back. Right. Yeah. Some of that might come from them misinterpreting scripture. I know that the word talks about we have to be, if we are teachers, we're held to a higher standard and we're, we need to be above reproach and different things like that. So then they might have the wrong idea that they have to be perfect and they can't share what they're dealing with with other people. And when that happens, then they lose their effectiveness because they're not a testimonial of what the power of God can do they're just more uh, pious and probably won't be as fruitful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and to give you an example, when my daughter is a mom, but she's not like an old mom like us, but she has a friend that she's known. Hey, who are you calling old? 
<laughs> she has a friend that she's known since middle school who is not married, you know, has boyfriends, no children, you know, but same, same exact age, early twenties. And she said, you know, the other day I had to tell her we're not in the same space anymore. And so I'm not ready to be your friend anymore. I think this is just not healthy because her friend would call her all the time. Like, Oh, I'm with this boyfriend. And I went to this party, whatever. And, and how much weight have you gained? Have you lost any of your baby weight and how much weight have we gained? And, mm-hmm. and so my daughter was like, why do you care? Like of all the things you should ask a new mom, it should not include anything about my body or my weight, because those, those are things that I'm self-conscious about. And those are things that have changed, you know, and actually she looks super healthy and beautiful, but she said, why would she do that? You know, like, and all I could think of was jealousy, but it was her, her friend's way of like, you know, I'm out here having fun. I'm still young. I haven't had any kids. And how's your body? How have you gained weight or whatever? So that's, that's not necessarily what is happening at our age, but it's that kind of mindset is not helping each other. Right. Like my kids really struggling with an addiction. Oh, really? Well, my kids in college. (laughs) Okay. Well, (laughs) yeah, you know, that's good. Yeah. That's, that's definitely not helping. So some of the ways that are helpful and supportive and how it makes a difference. What, Let's talk about that. Do you remember how, when somebody would reach out to you, how it helped you or how you have helped someone else to feel supported or or just been a blessing to them? I have friends in my life that they, when my middle adult child, when my son was first diagnosed with his illness, I have friends who would just text me or call me and say, hey, I'm praying for them. How are they doing? And at that point, his diagnosis was so new that we didn't even understand it. It was like, you know, he has narcolepsy. And we're like, that's a disease we, you know, we've only seen like in jokes on movies. (laughs) Like there's a movie, I think it's called Rat Race or something where Mr. Bean is like, keeps falling asleep as they're trying to you know, get to the treasure or something and he keeps (laughs) falling asleep. And, and that's the only thing we'd ever heard about narcolepsy. So it just, we didn't know what to do with it. And we didn't know how it was going to affect him. My oldest has gotten deployed multiple times and people would be like, I'm praying for your son. And, you know, seeing that people would send him gifts through Amazon, you know, to the APO, the military So it would go to Europe and then it would get to Afghanistan. I just thought, gosh, these people, these, these friends and these family members, you know, my family in law from his wife's side would help. And then, you know, when one of my children was having a serious problem with, with addiction and really under attack, people that I consider friends, but they're not the closest people would say, Hey, I'm praying for that one. How are they doing? I mean, people that really, I don't know that much. I don't know them that, that well. I couldn't believe that they were just reaching out like that. Mm -hmm. So those are, those are things that have encouraged me in the past. Yeah. Just to, to touch on that a bit. I think for those things that you mentioned, there was both ways that were practical 
and ways that were supportive spiritually. For example, like you talked about them reaching out to you and saying they were going to pray for you. And then you also talked about some of your friends sending things to your eldest son at his APO address. And that was a more practical way of being a support to you. I think for me, the things that stand out are actually probably similar when people just send a random text or email and say, you've been on my heart or you've been on my mind. And is there anything I can pray for? Or I have a friend that back in 2011, I think it was 2011 when my husband was having some pretty major health issues and he was just out. And so I was just overwhelmed because he wasn't working. He couldn't go to church. Basically, he couldn't function. And I have four kids. A couple of them were teenagers and the others were just elementary age. And I had to still run the house and work and do whatever with him not being able to function the way he normally does. And it was just overwhelming. And one day, a friend came over just out of the blue during the day, knocked on the door, and my kids all happened to be home. And she said, I just want to take your kids out to the movie today. And so I went and asked them all, and they said, yeah, because, you know, they felt the heaviness. Because when there's illness or sickness in the home, the whole family feels it, especially when it's so heavy and so present. So it was an escape for them. And it was a help for me because I was able to have my alone time and know that they were being entertained and blessed. And that was just a practical way of somebody just coming in and saying, hey, I see your struggle and I just want to be there and help you carry part of your burden. So it was really a good thing. And, And that friend, I really appreciate forever. A lot of times you have come out of the blue or called me out of the blue and said things to me that have been really encouraging in moments that I was struggling. I can remember one specific time when I was having a battle in my mind, and I think it was like 6 a.m. I was in the shower and I was just having a battle in my mind. And you called me and you said, you know what? I just felt like the Lord told me to say this to you today. And you just said something to me and I was just crying because that's exactly what I was just praying about in the shower was some questions about purpose and calling in my life. So it was just things like that, that have been a blessing. And I think those things are so effective for me. I have been able to gain from that and use it outwardly to be able to do this, try to do the same thing. I don't know if I do, but I try to do the same thing as far as praying and trying to hear from God. And if there's somebody that I think about that's on my heart, I'll send a text message or a scripture, Mm -hmm. let them know, hey, you know, for some reason you are on my heart. And I just wanted to let you know that whatever it is that I feel like the Lord is saying. Most recently, it was to a lady that has really a strong gift of worship. And so I just wanted to encourage her that her gift makes a difference and not to stop. So I'm hoping that it touched her and that God was using me as a vessel to glorify him and to encourage her. 
So those kind of things. A few more practical things that I'm thinking about too that have happened to me as well is like a meal train. Sometimes Mm -hmm. we mamas, we need a little help there, you know, especially like when we're moving or if there's a death in the family or a birth in the family. I know our churches, both have of us have been part of a church that that was a pretty strong thing that we did was when somebody had a new baby that we'd take meals for a week or two so that we could help them. Well, and how amazing now that's all automated. Like there's a website, you can set it up and then. Yeah. For those people who don't like to cook or, or who are like too busy. I mean, I mean, there's actually a website, like you can put the person's name in and their address and the kind of foods they like. And and people sign up. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, that would have solved everything about 15, 20 years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We went to be calling people and saying, hey, do you, can you take this day? What are you going to make? And all this stuff. I remember doing that. Yeah. That's good. Also the, the automated thing about, you can just go to the DoorDash app or something and say, okay, put, take this, deliver it to so-and-so on the, at this time. And that's easy too, because yes, I've done that. (laughs) There's some people that still like to do the cooking and stuff like that. And they can do that too, but it's good that you have that option. And two, I have a friend here in town that sometimes she's just cooking for her family. And she knows that my husband and I are here in this house by ourselves. And she'll just say, hey, I made some meatloaf and mashed potatoes. What time are you guys going to eat? I'll bring it by. And it was funny because I think it was about three weeks ago, I was asked to babysit my three-year-old grandson and I had him here for about four or five days. And then I had to go up to where my kids live and give back the three-year-old and then help with the now nine-month-old with with the other adult child's family. And so then I was driving home and then it was raining and I was just tired and just kind of overwhelmed. And my friend said, I've got meatloaf and mashed potatoes. I'll bring it by. And I said, well, I'm not even home yet from Georgia. I am still driving like two hours out. She said, okay, well, if you're not there, when I get there, I'll just give it to your husband. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's so great. Cause I don't have to cook and we don't have to order junk food. It was just such a blessing. And she had no idea that I was driving and driving and driving. And I'd had all these days of babysitting grandkids, which I love, but it's a lot of work. You know, oh, yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot to be potty training a three-year-old and then, you know, hanging out with the little baby. <laughs> just it's, yeah. it brings back all those beautiful memories, but it's also a lot of work. So. Yes, and that's another way that we can help. Another way we can help is by taking the kids for the day, like you do with your grandkids. I mean, it doesn't have to be our grandkids. We can do it to someone in the church that we see may be overwhelmed because you can see it on people sometimes. Or if the Lord just prompts our heart, hey, that person, why don't you just say, hey, let me take your kids to the park for the afternoon or something or take them to your house and have dinner for the, with the kids and let the parents go out on a date or something like that. Things like that. Yeah. Another way to be a blessing practically is maybe small gifts or cards that you can give them or candy, or if you know their favorite things, maybe you can 
stop by a store or order something and have it delivered. Yeah, it's being that friend in good times and in bad times, you know, being there for the celebrations, but also being there for the difficult times because what is perfectly normal and bearable for some families or some people, individuals, moms, other people are completely overwhelmed by that. I recently had a friend who has been really stressed out about losing weight. She has some health issues, but, you know, she tells me sometimes, I want to be here for my kids. You know, Mm -hmm. she has one child who has major disabilities and she's like, I just, I don't want to die early, but Mm -hmm. I don't know how to lose weight. Well, her family had started doing the keto diet and stuff like that. And I happened to look in my freezer the other day and I was like, there is no way my husband and I are going to eat all this meat. I don't know why I'd been piling up meat. (laughs) So so I called her and I'm like, are you ready to start that diet? She's like, yeah, but I just have had a lot of expenses lately and I just can't afford the meat. I'm like, I've got sausage and I've got hot dogs and I've got turkey and I've got chicken and I've got beef and (laughs) and I cannot use it all. And, you know, right now in Florida, it's hurricane season. So it does not make sense to have your freezer like all filled up because if we were to have a bad enough storm, we'll lose all our food. So it's good to like divest of your, of your freezer food on a regular basis. So she said, yes, then I will. And she's already lost, like, I think more than five pounds. Wow. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. It's really exciting, but it's just, it was stuff that we just weren't going to use fast enough. And God's like, go ahead, share it. That is good. Yeah. So going back a little to what you were saying that the scripture in Romans 12, 15, it says, rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. I think another way of supporting one another is when we are celebrating, like you said, if something happens, like our, my daughter graduated last year, mm-hmm. it was during COVID. So it was just such a, a bummer that she didn't actually get to walk the line to get her diploma and things like that. It was a whole new way of graduation. And somebody in the city started a group called 2020 Graduates And the premise of it was that people would adopt a graduate and they would just bless them somehow, maybe bring them gifts or send them notes of encouragement and things like that. And so my daughter got adopted by two people and they brought her gifts and they blessed her. And it was random strangers too. One of them was a friend, but one of them was a random stranger that we never met before. So it gave us that opportunity to meet another person. And, and she really blessed my daughter and encouraged her as well. So that was kind of another way of being able to support one another, not just your friends, but being supportive of the community as well, because you're all dealing with something at the same time that's affecting everybody. Yeah. So the scripture, when it says rejoice with those who rejoice, they joined us in celebrating my daughter without even knowing us. So that was a good thing. And then there's talk about mourn with those who mourn. Sometimes people are going through things or losses or, you know, even in teenage years or younger years, sometimes there's a friend that maybe had a bad breakup and you can just stand with them, sit beside them on the couch 
watch sad movies, eat a tub of ice cream and cry together, you know? That's another way to support each other. Or even in loss of family members or different things, whatever the morning is, is that you're going through or that they're going through, there's always a way to support each other, you know, find a way to support each other or to cry with them. Sometimes I have seen people that are struggling and I just want to sit down with them and hug them and just cry and cry with them. Sometimes we don't get the opportunity, but that is another practical way, I think, of being a blessing and supporting and carrying each other's burdens. Well, and and I have a friend. Is that thunder? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I miss rain. There's hardly ever rain here in California, but okay, go ahead. It I'm literally sorry. rains every, every single day. It rains here every single day. <laughs> so God has given us all all the rain and we're like okay well we'll just turn our sprinklers off because their grass is like crazy I have a friend that and you've heard this story before when my child who had an addiction problem when I had to tell them you don't live here anymore and I said you can visit but this is no longer your home well I said come get your stuff because you're moving away now you don't live here I'm not holding a room for you and you don't live here. And so this friend of mine came, I called her and I said, I'm worried. I'm worried that I'm going to say something that's going to make us fight. I'm worried she's going to say something that's going to make me, you know, say something back. And I just don't want it to go that way. That's not the way I want us to remember this. And I said, is there any chance you could come over? And you know, she packed up her two kids and we made snacks at my house and we just sat in the living room while my child and her friend packed up the room and got their box ready and left, you know, and, and so it was just felt so good because my husband couldn't be home and nobody else was home with me, but I just didn't want it to be a fight and I didn't mm-hmm. want it, you know, it was already a hard enough situation. I did not want it to go in a dangerous situation or that we would say things we would always regret. So I just sat on the couch and watched TV with my friend while this was going on. And then, you know, said what I needed to and did what I did. But I think because there were people in the home, nobody said anything that was heartbreaking or that would devastate the relationship forever. Right. So that makes a difference. That makes yeah, a big difference. Something where, you know, you say, well, you know, be there for the good times and the bad times. I think that is what friends do. Yeah. It reminds me of a situation with uh, one of our kids that was in an abusive relationship and we were trying to help her to get out and giving her the advice. And I think in her head, she knew it, but she didn't know how to do it. And then we had a couple in our church that she was close to because she nannied for one of their children. She had the talk with them and they didn't know the situation at all at that point. And she let them know everything that was happening. And the guy told her, today you are leaving that house. Go and get all your stuff right now. Do you need me go to with you? I'll go with you. And she came back to me and she says, mom, so-and-so said I have to get out of that house today. And I'm like, I told you that two months ago. (laughs) (laughs) 
but that's the kind of support as well that's practical that people see things and they're able to help you with your adult children and speak into their lives as well and sometimes sadly or maybe not so sadly our adult children will take the same exact advice from others than they do from us you know for uh, whatever same, reason same as when they were 13. yeah i yeah. mean we could tell them to take a shower but if they're football coach or the basketball coach said you boys stink you better take showers they took showers <laughs> <laughs> oh, when we yeah. told them they were like washing their arms yeah. you, know, like, <laughs> you know fake brushing their teeth and you're like yeah you're not faking anybody I still smell their breath <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's just that's another way of supporting one another as um, parents and being there for each other. So carrying each other's burdens and having that courage, I guess, and feeling the freedom to speak into the life of those around us. And I think that all starts again with the relationship being authentic and allowing others to carry your burden as well as you carrying others' burdens. So. Hopefully yeah. it, relationships can be that authentic though. <laughs> well, as women, it, it's easy to want to try to protect your reputation or your family's reputation or the way people see you. And I mean, that's, that's all right. I'm not strong on airing our laundry with everybody else. So <laughs> it's funny if my mom could hear this podcast today, she would laugh because when I was like probably about a fifth grader, there was a girl at my school whose father was actually one of the teachers and the father had gotten divorced and moved out and remarried. And he was, everybody liked him. He was a great teacher, but he must've left the family in a little bit of a financial shambles. So Jana would come to school and say, we're so poor. We don't have food. I had to wear this old clothes because we're so poor. We're so poor. We walk to school because my mom's car broke down and my dad won't help us. And we're so poor. And I was as poor of, of them, if not more poor than they were. But I would tell my mom, even like at 10 years old, gosh, why does she say that? Like, you know, people didn't need to know every negative thing because she wasn't telling it to intimate friends who, you know, were on her side. She would just say it everywhere. And, and mm -hmm. I, I think maybe some of it was to try to shame her father, you know, because everybody thought he was a great teacher, but he was obviously not taking care of whatever it was that their family needed. But I just, I'll never forget Jana because I was like, wow, I... I don't want to tell everybody all my problems. I'm going to tell select few people some of my problems. <laughs> right. And then I'll tell other people some of my problems because some people, they don't have that experience. So they just, they just don't understand it. And some of the things that have been the hardest in life, they're like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. But they just, they don't understand it. Right. So sharing with them is kind of like over their head. <laughs> it, it's like casting your pearls before swine. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah. I had a friend reach out to me a 
couple of weeks ago and shared that scripture with me in being transparent and being careful who I'm so transparent with. And I know this, this is head knowledge and it was just a good reminder. Yeah, I see that. There's a scripture in Philippians 2, 3 and 4, and it says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interests of the others. So that kind of came to my mind when you were talking about this person. Sometimes they're hurt and they just want others or whoever hurt them to hurt as much as they're hurting. Obviously, she had an issue with her father leaving. And who knows, maybe she heard that at home. And that's what she was just repeating from what her mom was saying. And it's sad. So that's a good guide there. Philippians 2, 3, and 4 is, are we doing this out of selfish ambition or vain conceit? Are we thinking about others higher than ourselves? And are we paying attention to others' interests? When that's the focus, when others are the focus, our issues sometimes fade into the background or diminished a little bit because there's always somebody out there that can use our help because we're all struggling. And just like, like us, we can use people's help as well. So it's kind of a balancing act to carry each other's burdens. Yeah, and I think if we could honestly assess ourselves during our quiet time and say, okay, right now, check, check, check myself. You know, you know how you check yourself, like, does it hurt here? Does it hurt here? You can be like, okay, my marriage is in a good place. It hasn't always been. So who can I help with that testimony of what God has done for me? Or my kids are in a good place. Maybe they haven't always been in a good place. Who can I share that testimony? And then when we find deficits in things in our life, certain subjects, we can go and say, who do I know who has overcome that same trial Yes, that I can learn from? And I think if we would be honest with ourselves about those opportunities to give back and to learn from, then we really would be about you know, other people and, you know, not just about ourselves. Right. When you share your weaknesses or your struggles with other people, that is in a way diminishing yourself because we don't want other people to think less of us. I think it's human nature. You know, we want to be successful. We want to be seen as good people. So when things are happening to us or we are struggling with certain things. Sometimes we have that temptation to keep it to ourselves because we want people to see us as the person that's able to help them. And maybe we might think, oh, if they see that I have this problem, maybe they won't come to me next time because they won't think I can help them because I struggle with this. But in truth, if we're struggling with a certain thing and we faced it, other people are benefiting from our experience and what we've been through. So we can go to people and say, oh yeah, 
I struggled with depression and I'm on the other side of it now. But for a time there, man, I was out. I couldn't function. I had to face this and my family suffered from it or whatever it is that you face. Some people, oh, I've, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and I had this issue and thankfully God healed me or whatever the case may be. I had to have a, a mastectomy or whatever it is that has happened. If some other people that are facing the same situation at this time, it can bless them to know that you've already had that battle and been through it and maybe get that knowledge from you and experience that you had to be able to face it themselves. Yeah, I've actually had women come to me and they're like, oh my gosh, how long have you been married? Your kids are so beautiful. And I'm like, actually, this is my second marriage and it's his second marriage. And these kids come from a different dad. The person asking me in the past has sometimes been like a single mom. And I'm like, God, God can heal. God can bring back a life and put together families when because of the fault of the humans involved, it didn't work out God's plan A. <laughs> and so it's amazing when people are like, oh, I never would have known that. And you give me hope because I just think like, how could I ever have a life again after divorce or that sort of thing? And so, you know, I, I think it is, it's good to share your testimonies and say, you know, look what the Lord has done. Yeah. He healed my body. He healed my mind. <laughs> yeah. Remember that song? <laughs> yes. No. And it's funny because I was thinking of that song just today. I was like, because I was listening to a sermon on TV today because I didn't go to church, <laughs> but I wanted to go to church. So, and my husband was feeling sick. So I said, I, I'm going to watch something. So I pulled something up from a church that we used to go to a while back. And he was talking about, um, King Nebuchadnezzar and how he was prideful and he built his kingdom and he thought, oh, it was me that built it. It was me. And the Lord's like, I'm going to humble you because you can't do anything without me. Right. And so I thought of that song, look what the Lord has done instead of <laughs> look at what I've done. It's look what yeah. the Lord has done. So yeah, that that's so cool that you thought of that song today. <laughs> Wait, what are the words? Remind me the words. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Yeah. I'm going to praise his name. <laughs> He's ever more the same. I can't remember anything else. <laughs> I'll have to have my husband sing it to me later because <laughs> he remembers that stuff. But it's so, true. It's, it's our testimony that brings people back to the feet of Jesus. It really yeah. is. I think that's why he allows us to go the, through the things that we go through. They're all lessons and they're teaching us something. And then the test comes and we face the test and we pass the test. Then we can help someone else who is going through the same lesson and say, oh, this is how I did it. This is what happened. And mm -hmm. then they can pass their tests and move forward and help somebody else. It's a cycle. I really feel like it is. It's teaching and learning and going from one glory to the next, right? Yep. I would say that because our children are adults, and that's what the point of this whole podcast is, 
parenting adult children, I don't know how you feel, but sometimes I have felt like, well, it's not my story to tell. If my kids are having marriage problems, I'm not going to use that as my testimony about what God can do because that's their story. Or if they're having addiction problems or if they're having behavior problems or character problems or whatever that a, an adult child could have problems. But honestly, you don't have to delve into everything about them for it still to be a testimony to God's grace. Right. You know, and to and help others. A lot of it has a strong effect on us. So that is our testimony, how we are overcoming that part. So in a sense, it is our testimony as well. But I understand what you're saying. And I do agree. There are some things that I feel like I haven't been released to share on the podcasts yet, but I feel like the Lord is going to eventually say, Hey, yeah, you can share that. And not just the Lord, but my children, certain things that, that we've faced or that each of them has faced. As a matter of fact, I think my son got a, a little scolding from some of his friends or something, because I shared something that, that they weren't aware of. So got him in a little bit of trouble. It's kind of like that kind of thing, you know, you don't want to do that, but, and it's not our intention. It's just that we're sharing our experience. Wait, your, your kids' friends are listening to our podcast. I know. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Well, I guess his girlfriend was listening to it and, and her friends were over. So that's how they heard, but But that's interesting. That's so cool. (laughs) I was going to say in Hebrews 13, 16, it talks about what we are sharing as a sacrifice. It says, and do not forget to do good and to share with others for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. So what we share with others, and I don't think it's just like food or money. I think it's our lives. If we share our lives with others, that's a sacrifice that God is pleased with. And a lot of the times it really is a sacrifice because time is precious, you know, not just time, but our experience and the pain that we've faced. Sometimes we don't want to share that, but if it helps others, then it's a sacrifice that is pleasing to God. And when we do that, then others benefit from it as well because they can see the sacrifice or the struggle that we faced and they can use it for their own betterment, the sacrifice that we we make as far as sharing our pain or sharing our experience or even food or money or whatever, that is a sacrifice that is pleasing to God. And sometimes we can feel that sacrifice. I mean, me sharing that with that person, that's something that I don't really want to do, but I feel like I'm supposed to. Yeah. Whether it's time, energy, food, your secrets, yeah, <laughs> you know, your life stories, you know, that they could be offended or judgmental later. Like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that person now because their kids aren't perfect. Like, yeah, <laughs> nope, they're not. That's real life. My kids aren't perfect, but I sure do love them. <laughs> so. And I think the heart behind it for us is when we share that stuff, it's not for any glory for ourselves, but it's so that hopefully it'll help somebody just like doing this podcast. 
everything we're sharing on here isn't so we can say, oh, look what happened to us or look how we've done something good. It's all, look what the Lord has done, right? <laughs> the song, yeah. look what the Lord has done. He has brought us through so many things that we have shared just a little tiny bit about. Each of us have faced things that both of us have shared with each other most of the things that we've struggled with and most of our hardships and some of the things we actually went through together. So yeah, that's a perfect example in my mind of how we carry each other's burdens. Exactly, exactly. Where you become sisters, even if you're not sisters. Exactly. <laughs> That's that's what I always liked about you because I have a lot of friends who already have a real life sister. So they're always good friends, but their sisters come first. And I'm like, you and I, we just had a brother each. So right. we don't have a sister to compete. <laughs> that's true. That is true. And so God brought us each other so that we can be each other's sisters. So that's good. Well, I want to use a closing scripture, 1 Thessalonians 5.11 to encourage us. And it says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. And that's 1 Thessalonians 5.11. So if you don't hear anything else in this podcast, hear that. Be an encouragement, just like you're doing now. Just continue to do it. Sometimes we get tired of being an encouragement, but you'll really reap a harvest, I know eventually, if not here in eternity, because this is pleasing to God. And it's something that we need to do. It fulfills the law. Yeah, for sure. So why don't you go ahead and pray for us? Pray us out. Okay. Father God, we thank you that you bring other mothers into our lives that we can share with. We ask that that not that we would be so open and transparent that we would actually lose ourselves, but that we'd be open and transparent specifically about your glory and how you solved things that we thought were impossible. We thank you that you are with all of our adult children and that although their lives are examples of your glory also, that at the same time, Lord, we see the struggles that they face and it can be used for other people to say, that's what it's like to be on earth. That's what it's like to be human, but God still got the final plan in all of this. And we ask that you would just open our eyes to opportunities for us to be generous, for us to take time and listen when people start to tell us their hurts and their problems and also be their Lord to celebrate when you have brought us all through the trial, the tribulation, the test that we face. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord. And I thank you for my friend, Asha, that she's been with me, Lord, through thick and thin, nearly 30 years of knowing each other, but you have been there all the way through, Lord, allowing us to be friends and just allow us to be that same kind of friend to other people. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. If right now you don't have Christian friends, 
that you can turn to with your pain, your struggle, and your celebrations, it is time for you to start building relationships around you and start sharing and give a little and take a little and enjoy real friendship as an adult and as a parent because you need those kind of relationships to help you through. It's the only way that you're going to really see God's grace in your life. You've got this, Mama.